0: Hey, this is Vicki Toffer, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster.
1: Good morning, everyone. We are so excited that you are here. It may not be morning where you are, but it is where we are. And we are interviewing one of my favorite people in the world today. Her name is Vicki Toffer, and she has been involved in the photography industry for almost 20 years now. She focuses on artistic portraiture and uh, loves to photograph people, pets, and she does a lot of commercial shoots as well. She is located in uh, Morton, Illinois right now, although she shoots all over the country, and she has a passion for people. Her uh, camera uh, journey has taken her all over the world, and if you follow her, you'll see that she's uh, taught internationally, traveled internationally, and her goal right now is a healthy work-life balance, and I bet you that that's something that we're going to talk quite a bit about.
2: Well, awesome. Welcome, Vicky. So, tell me a little bit more. So, where do you live in Illinois? Is it like more like Central Illinois? Is it a suburb of Chicago? Tell me more.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. That. We are in Central Illinois in the small or smaller town that um, both my husband and I grew up in. You know, we've moved around a little bit, but have ended up back here. It's about seventeen thousand people. A couple hours south of Chicago. A couple hours north of St. Louis.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I when I was in college, my buddy's parents moved to Decatur, and so yep. we every uh, break we have we we' drive out to Decatur like in like 16 hours on i-80 all the way out there it was it was actually a lot of fun but I probably wouldn't move to Decatur right. but it was it right. was a cool experience to have in college Right.
0: It's a, and that's about an hour from us but yeah I mean the communities all in central Illinois They're, it's similar in that it's a lot of smaller you know industry farming communities and then we have the bigger towns of um, like Peoria Bloomington that I guess you would call us a suburb of.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah. And you uh, I think about you during this time of year with Thanksgiving and Halloween with your pumpkin festival, too. Oh,
0: yes. We are the we we claim to be the pumpkin capital of the world. So, yeah, in September, our whole town kind of gets turned upside down with, you know, the festival and parades and, you know, pumpkin patches and all kinds of fun stuff
2: that's really awesome. Yeah, I think every small town has like a little festival. Right. Totally. In Durango where I am, we have like a like a Cabin Fever Festival that's like in February after it's been snowing all so winter. Fun. And it's like this wild week that nobody ever works. And it's just, it's actually way too much fun. Yeah. It sounds um, like
1: Mardi Gras. Right.
2: <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's, so let's talk, let's talk about photography. Let, let, oh,
0: well, we don't need to go sorry. down too many
1: <laughs>
2: tangents because we'll be, we'll, we'll be talking about like high school memories before we know it. Like
0: oh no, that. I will not be.
2: Okay. So, um, so I'm just going to jump right into it. So Vicki... One of our main questions we always ask on our podcast is like, what's working now, or what's a story of working, what's working right now in the industry, or for you personally, that you could share with our audience?
0: Yeah, um, I would say, you know, you kind of need to know a little bit of our journey for this to probably make sense. But um, our business being 20 years old, we have run the gamut of, you know, studio in the house, studio in a building, renting a space, buying a building. Um, We're currently in our, studio that we originally rented and bought um, we've moved back into which is an old bowling alley that we renovated years ago and we've had nine employees at times and now we're down to very scaled back where i'm the only full-time employee photographer and then we have a couple part-time and contract employees Um, and the thing that we're finding That's super interesting. um, Now is that I am way more hands on with the clients. So before I was more of a volume shooter, maybe I was shooting 300 sessions in a year, but I would shoot. But then I had employees selling, you know, a lot more overhead, a lot more employees doing a lot of the work, selling and doing everything else. Whereas now um, the business is smaller, which actually is purposeful and fits where we are in our life and with our little kids um, and where I want to be. But I'm way more hands-on with the clients start to finish in the consultations, in the session, in the ordering appointment. And what I've implemented this year is um, actually going into the clients' homes. Maybe not a new concept, but not really something I had done a lot of myself. So, um, you know, taking pictures and measurements and giving them suggestions and doing design work of being able to actually digitally show them what, you know, wall groupings would look like in their house. And we have actually to date had um, multiple of our largest sales to date this year, which is really exciting to me because um, honestly, since the adoption of our daughter, um, eight years ago, I really had gone down pretty part time and, I feel like put the business, we were doing the business, but it was more kind of on hold. That kind of just stayed stable, did the work that came in. Whereas this year, we've really tried to amp it up again um, with our move back from Minnesota to Illinois. Both kids are in school full time, so I have a little more time. So, you know, we we tried to go about it this way. And it's been really interesting um, just because I didn't know. I Honestly, I feel like I hadn't been invo- as involved in the industry. And I wondered, like, man, there's so many more photographers. Are people going to value, you know? this extra time I'm spending with them. You know, are we going to have the big sales that we used to have? And like I said, we've had multiple sales that have actually surpassed our biggest sales to date in the last 20 years. So that was really exciting for me. that gave me a lot of hope for the industry and where the industry is headed. Um, so for me, it was more about quality, not quantity. So I'm, it's not that I'm working harder, doing more sessions, but I am spending more time giving an experience to those clients that they're not going to get from most other photographers. You know, like that's not the same as someone shooting and burning and giving them a disc, you know, like there's a place for that, but that's not what I'm offering. So they're going to spend a lot more money, but they're also, I'm going to kind of hold their hand throughout that whole process and give them a full experience and guarantee and make sure that, you know, the finished product on their wall is exactly what they wanted.
1: You know, when you, when you say that Vicki, it makes me think about you uh, saying other times, like, you know, what, What I would do if I wasn't a photographer, I would love to work with like interiors and do home design. Do you feel like it's kind of scratching that itch where you're kind of doing both for people?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. I can think back fifteen years ago and all the clients who would say to me, just because we put so much effort into redoing our studio, I do have a passion and a love for you know decorating and and that um uh, sort of a thing so it just naturally happened that my clients even 15 years ago would say can you just come into my house <laughs> and you know and, and tell yeah. me what to get or redo my walls well i was not in a place for that back then i actually would have loved to but it's like holy cow no i'm shooting 300 sessions i don't have time to go into every client's home and you know help them do all these things and so it is funny to think back now you know 15 20 years later that, um, I'm actually doing that. And it, it is something that I've always loved. I've had a passion for not trained in or anything, but I've just always, whether, you know, whatever house we've lived in and whatever we've done, I've just, I have a knack for that and yes. and, and I love it. So, um, it's fun to be able to do that for my clients.
1: Yeah. You're so good at creating a space that feels homey, but also has like an artistic design to it. Well, and,
0: it, and Well, and it's been funny. I mean, This year, what's happened is, um, you know, I'm implementing things that aren't my photography and the work I'm doing with them as well. So I go into their home and honestly, by the time I get home, I usually am getting texts from clients like, hey, you know what? I already got online and ordered those um, ledges from Pottery Barn that you told me about or (laughs) this from Ikea or I ran to Hobby Lobby and picked up this cool sign that we're going to incorporate with this wall grouping. Uh, So it's pretty cool to see, you know, like people just visually need that help for me to be able to show them. Um, Hey, this is what it would look like, or giving them that suggestion or making them feel confident in those decisions. You know, people get, I think, kind of stuck and worried and not sure what it's going to look like or is this the right choice? And so to have somebody that, you know, they've hired me as a professional, they want, you know, you get their professional's opinion and then you just feel more confident making those decisions.
2: And I feel like, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to shop photography. So that's really what you're helping them with. You know, I tell a lot of people that, you know, Photography is equivalent of buying a car, but the auto industry spends billions of dollars a year to you know and educate you on how to buy a car. But you know, it's the same process for photography, but they just don't really have help. So to have somebody actually hold their hand and give them confidence in their decision, I think is huge. Uh, one other, so one other question, do you feel like, so you've, you've downsized a little bit and obviously have yeah. less overhead. I mean, do you feel like you're making as much money now? Cause I hear a lot of people say, Oh, I'm making as much money now as I was when I had nine employees. Or do you, you know, do you feel like you're making less money, but it's better choices for you and your family?
0: I would say right now, I mean, you're, you're catching me at a time where we haven't even finished our first season being back home. So, so it's hard to say. I, I, even honestly, my husband, he's not as involved in the business anymore. He'll even ask me that question. I'm like, ask me in December, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I still have so many, um, so many clients that we're still working on their orders that it's such a big swing between now and the next two months where we'll end up. But, um, for the amount of time being spent and I am making more I'm working smarter, not harder, if that makes sense. So, um, sure. No, it's not the same as when I was shooting, you know, 300 sessions. Cause even in those days I was high dollar, high volume. It wasn't low dollar, high volume, but I wasn't having typically as high, um, of orders as I'm having some of them now but it's way less. You know, I might do this year. I'm thinking, you know, I might be on track of shooting 60, 70 sessions. Sure. Now, next year, you know, maybe that'll double. I mean, we just moved back at last Christmas and spent basically the first half of the year redoing the space. And we actually moved into the studio space. We rezoned it and it's about a 7,000 square foot building. We live in half of it as our home and then we have a couple of renters and then we have the studio has about 2,500 square feet. So we had major things we were redoing that we weren't even really like up and running and shooting again until almost summer. So are you guys going
2: to put a bowling lane back in now (laughs) since you live there?
0: No. um, That would be be so
2: awesome. It would
0: be. We do have the lanes and a couple of (laughs) the pins and stuff that we use as tables. But – not, not actually functioning. No,
1: okay, you guys
0: do a lot of fun things. Uh, I don't know if you have to, you
1: could put in like a bocce ball court or something like that. I could oh, tot- that.
0: oh, we've played, we've played bags inside my kids uh-huh. rollerblade throughout the space. I um, you, I, you know, their friends come over. they do like gymnastics and flips. And I mean, it's, you know, the main living space has really tall ceilings. So it, they're having fun with it. Our kids are five and nine and they think it's great. Um, living here. I mean, at some point we might outgrow it a little bit, but it's working really well right now.
1: So Vicki, our next question for you is now that you're really back in with both feet in the photography industry, what are you most fired up or excited about with the photography industry? Because you said just, uh, you know, recently you said you feel a lot more hope for the industry. And so what makes you have that hope?
0: You know, I mean, I think that's multifaceted, um, you know, because there are some things that I feel like the industry has definitely changed and it's shifted. Oh Um, We all know that, you know, there's a lot more people shooting and burning, which definitely um, we do sell digital files, actually, but they're at a high dollar, you know, price after the clients have placed an order for portraits. So, um, you know, I feel like that's one of the things that I was nervous about, you know, that made me like, Oh, do I have hope, you know, where this industry is going, but it's been cool because I've actually feel like what I've experienced in coming back. I shot more seniors this year without even trying, um, than I've shot in years. And it was very shocking to me because I would have always put myself out there as definitely more like children and family photographer. And I didn't see, um, really a ton of children's photography, but I definitely, and and Kaya, you and I had a conversation a a couple weeks back that this really like a light bulb went off for me. You know, this really came from you confirming what I was seeing, which is um, I've seen tons of value and great orders with my family sessions and I've, and an actual increase with my senior sessions. Um, And what I think is interesting about that, and that gives me a lot of hope. Now I need, I would like to figure out a way to kind of up my game with children sessions, because I really do love to do that. But I've found that, it, you know, per our conversation, Kaya, and I think you're correct, is that, you know, it's a lot easier for people to daily capture images of their children on their phone. I mean, we know it's not a replacement of what we do, but that is something that people definitely have lots of images of their kids. But there's still this, like, big thing when you're in high school senior and like that whole experience that we do with them and all the outfits and going on location that you can't really duplicate on your phone. Um, people are still willing to come in and do that and do albums, all these things. And then of course we all know with families, that's just a whole nother ball game. You know, like there's a whole Mm -hmm. experience on posing and how you're interacting with people and bringing them together that you cannot just duplicate that with a snapshot on your phone. So I think that, embracing the things that you see, uh, that you enjoy, but that also you see the industry um, can still support and there's a need for and people are willing to pay for, that's what I feel like kind of gives me that hope as well as um, what I mentioned with just being more hands-on. Like, I think that it's become more important than ever to improve and give an amazing experience to your clients. So that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're the one going in and, and measuring and doing the sales in the home or whatever that looks like for you. I'm not saying that, but I do think it means offering that good of a service, you know, like that's, what's going to make you stand apart from somebody who really might not be commanding that much money to just turn files over. You know, like what, why do you stand apart? Why are you, why would, why should somebody spend X amount more money with you? You know, what are you doing that's different? And so I think that that's more important than ever. Like the experience that you're offering your client um, from start to finish, whether that's just you or employees helping you with that process that you need to, you know, really, Think about that and and what can you do that's different than the competitors in your area. And, and I think that I really think that's it. I mean, I think it's that, you know, the middle, I, I've heard that for years, but like, I think that middle class kind of clientele, like that middle of the road, you know, photographer who can't decide to be high end, low end, whatever, like that's, I think that's going away. Like, I think that golf is becoming bigger where it's either like you are commanding high prices, but you're giving an amazing experience. People are willing to pay for that. Or it's like shoot and burn, low dollar. I I feel like that golf has become bigger. So you kind of
2: and i think that's true in like all businesses yeah. i'm hearing i'm hearing that from all kinds of thought leaders around the nation and all kinds of industries that the middle is a really really scary place that people either want convenience and cheap or they want a full experience they don't want something in between that feels like it's an expensive turn and burn or it's a it's not quite the experience you know they they want to they want to know exactly what they're buying either complete value or complete experience.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I think the cool thing that I have experienced this year is, I mean, for 20 years, we've taught um, the concept of selling the experience and the importance of giving your clients a good experience. Um, And then you have them as clients for life and they'll keep coming back. Well, it's been really cool to actually experience that because we left the state. We lived in Minnesota for five years. My business, I was still shooting, but it definitely. Was not something I was putting near as much time into, and you know, just this past year and moving back to see um, the support and the people coming back and the people excited about us coming back and the people you know willing to invest in our business again really was you know one of the the pinnacles of getting me excited about being back and shooting again. You know, I came back not having a clue what we were getting into. I mean, in all honesty, where we live in Central Illinois, our um, community it used to be the headquarters for Caterpillar and it was just in the last year, year or two that Caterpillar moved those headquarters to Chicago. And so that really, you know, that put people kind of on edge, a little bit afraid I feel like to spend money and where is this, you know, put us um, as a business, you know, selling, selling a luxury type item. And so I had some fears coming back, you know, can this be supported? Can we still do this? Um, And it's been exciting to see that absolutely Um, People are still excited and willing to come in and invest in portraits. That's exciting. Yeah.
2: So let me let me let me ask you kind of a follow up question to that. It's kind it kind of moves into our lightning round a little bit, but because you talked about kind of your reservations about moving back and starting up a business, but what what was holding you back when you first started? You know, twenty years ago, what was what was in your mind in terms of? making the full plunge into photography, or was there anything?
0: <laughs> I just tell people the truth, which is we were kind of young and stupid. Um, I mean, we we probably had no business making some of the decisions we made, in all honesty. Like, um, it was a little more probably the fake it till you make it, which I would not, I would not you know sit here and tell you hey go do this like do the steps that we did <laughs> cuz that was pretty scary we took on a lot with like buying a large building um you know tons of employees it worked out like our business did succeed and i think part of it was hand in hand why it succeeded for us but it just as easily could have probably gone the other way like we really did take on a lot of debt and made some pretty you know, they probably weren't the smartest financial decisions. But you know, we always do tell people too. we didn't have kids, we were young, and we weren't really making money doing the other stuff we were doing before photography, that it was kind of like, when you don't have a lot, you don't have a lot to lose. Like we were really in a place of, you know, worst case scenario, we do all this, we move in with your parents. Yeah, I mean, like, that was like that reality that we were, you know, kind of living with, whereas now the risks are so much greater, you know, we got two little kids, you know, we would make different decisions now. But I think that a lot didn't hold us back. We were pretty like on fire and excited about making something work. You know, I would say even back then, one of the things though, um, you know, there was some negativity, like there were definitely people who at the time, there weren't as many young women in the industry, not like there is now. And so I think there was a little bit of pushback, you know, from some of the seasoned older photographers that felt like, well, who do you think you are, you know, in just a couple years, you know, commanding these prices or having this big business or being out there teaching? We, you know, so some of that, I think were some of the, re- that if I had listened to those lies, you know, and, and internalized that it might've prevented us from making some of the decisions we'd made. So I'm thankful that, um, you know, we pushed through that and, and didn't believe those things. And I think people even now today, I mean, there's Way more young men and women, um, you know, jumping into this industry on a daily basis. So, you know, I think that, you know, focusing on doing what you love and, and investing in education and, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I, I've always believed in teaming up with other people who might have strengths that you don't have. So, you know, whether it's somebody with the financial stuff, um, business stuff, you know, employees, you know, just like finding those people to help support you to, um, make good decisions. You know I mean? That's always been something we've believed in from the beginning. So not that we've always done it right, but you know, that's what I would challenge people to do.
1: Yeah, that's great. So on that note, then what's the best advice that you've ever received?
0: Hmm. We've received lots of advice. Um, you know, one that just jumped, you know, just kind of came to mind, um, when it comes even to employees was to hire slowly and fire quickly <laughs> and we did not always follow that and i will say we we got burnt because of that definitely so all i mean by that is like even right now i've struggled with this move back of oh my gosh we're so busy i feel so busy because i'm doing so much of the work like we should hire some people <laughs> you know and i'm like no. oh my gosh i've totally been here before i've done this before that's not necessarily the answer, you know, like you need to look at all the pieces. Like maybe there's something I can be outsourcing or finding a way to do Simpler. something smarter. Or like Jed could automate, you know, some of the workflow for me in Lightroom or Photoshop. You know, I guess I would just challenge people to um, really try to automate systems and have a, have a workflow that works for them, you know, to work smarter, not harder, and not just jump on that bandwagon of, oh, I got to, you know, hire somebody or, um, you know, really taking on more overhead that maybe you don't need to do. Yeah. To really research out your options.
1: Yeah. You know, when I switched over uh, and started my own business, I wasn't planning to hire anyone. And people, the the people that work for me came to me, and said, I'm working for you. I don't care if you even pay me. (laughs) And, and, uh, I think that when you have people who are that motivated to work with you and help grow your business and have you as the, you know, their, the focus, your business as their focus, and it's not about them, that's so different. And I think that takes time and it depends on your personality too. Like for me, one of, one of the reasons I work is, I mean, obviously I need to support my family, but I just like the personal interaction and I'll go and work and talk. And so I I do love that. But like you said, yes, definitely not jumping into it, not forcing things is so smart.
0: Well, yeah. So like right now, like we have the most amazing employee, Tracy. She has been here. We hired her before we moved to Minnesota and she is who ran the business the five years we were gone. And she's incredible. And like, she's been here. My other two employees are my sister who lives in South Carolina, who has been with us since the beginning doing retouching. And -hmm. then Kate, who is contract who we just hired to do like some of our design projects, design books, uh, and things like that. And so, um, but Kate's worked for you for what, 10, 15? more than that, probably 15 years. So, yeah. I mean, we do have these three employees, um, they're all part-time or contract, but, um, I think having an amazing, I agree with you, like having that amazing staff and team member, like they would be very hard to replace and they yes. really did find us. I mean, it's that same thing. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't just like, we randomly went out and hired a bunch of people, which I know can be hard. So, you know, sometimes people do need to hire employees and where do you find them? But I think having just a good team is a big, big deal. But I think that piece where I said the hire slowly, fire quickly, on the flip side, we've had, what that means is we've had, at least two to three times over the years, like somebody who their time was really, it was obvious, it was up with us (laughs) Mm -hmm. and for different reasons. And because of me not being the best manager of people, like I would never say like, that's my my strength. You know, oh, I feel bad. Oh, I don't want to let him go. Oh, you know, whatever. Like it really can end up, not being good for either of you guys, you know, and end up harming even some of the other employees, you know, if, if they're really in a position that they shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. And so that, that's the fire quickly piece. And, and and what's been interesting, even the people I can think of that happened with when we finally did get to that space, like they ended up in good places where like it probably ended up better for them anyway, you know, it's like, why prolong, like it's better for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Yeah. Awesome.
2: So so Vicki, share one of your personal habits that you think contributes to your success. success.
0: Hmm. I think I love people. So as far as like my clients really end up becoming my friends. So I think, um, sure. I need to be able to go into the camera room and know how to light and make somebody look good. But I think it's also just as much about making them feel comfortable. I'm not working with professional models, so it's like making them feel comfortable and relaxed. And, um, I've always said that, you know, if, if, like high school age guys or the dad, when they leave a session, they're like, you know, that was kind of fun or that wasn't half bad, that that's one of the biggest compliments I can get. Because a lot of times they might be the ones just showing up because of mom, like they're doing this for mom. Um, They're not looking forward to it, that if I can make the experience fun um, and they're excited to see, you know, the images um, when they come back for the sales appointment, you know, then that's where I've succeeded. Well, and I think That even leads into something I didn't really mention that was a big change for us that um, before we moved to Minnesota, so six years ago, everything was pretty much in-person sales. So even though I wasn't the one doing the sales, I had an employee doing the in-person sales. Um, And so we had good sales with that. Like, I'm a big believer in that. Um, But the reality is when we moved to Minnesota, but my business was still in Illinois and we didn't really have the staff to pull it off that didn't always happen. So we were a mix of online, in-person sales, and it was just kind of like, shoot, and hopefully people would order. Yeah, they ordered, but I absolutely know they didn't order as much as they would have with an in-person sale. So I think those those eight years, or eight years, those five years, we we dropped the ball some. We definitely left money on the table with that, but it's been exciting. That's why it makes this year, I think, all the more exciting though, because I was afraid to come back because a lot of my clients, most of my clients are repeat clients. They've been with me for years. So I was a little nervous that they might Push back on that a little bit. So now I'm home, I'm doing the sales. Nope, we're not just going to throw them online for you. <laughs> and it has been a non issue, like absolutely non issue. They're way more excited about coming in, doing an in person sale, getting my opinions. I can help them through that process. So they've actually seen it, I feel like, as a positive. So um, I think, you know, just in-person sales in general, that has been a huge, huge thing, a huge impact on our success. And, and, you know, we have the numbers to prove that, you know, this year, because we used to do it, we stopped, we didn't stop doing it, but we did it less, And now we're full all in doing it again. And we've had the numbers to prove that it's working well.
1: Yeah. That's exciting to hear. I, I just had a client the other day say, uh, can you just send me a link to the pictures? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, definitely can't. So yeah, it definitely, it's not the service and that's what you're providing for everyone is that service.
0: Right. Like we almost have to untrain them from what they've been trained by other photographers or in Mm -hmm. my case, the way I was doing it for those couple of years. Yeah.
1: Which I think did help your business and the, the fact that they, you didn't give them you didn't drop out altogether and so they didn't have to find someone else to replace their photography needs, but now they're getting your full service and I'm sure they're so happy for it.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: Um, so our next question is, uh, for you to recommend an internet resource and if you want to tell us about like your kind of connections, what Jed's doing with his podcast, but then also if you have any like internet resource that you are love loving using or something new you've discovered, we'd love to hear that too.
0: Sure, sure. Um, well, so I guess I'll yeah I'll talk about Jed real quickly first. Um, so you know, because it will kind of tie into the next question, I think. But um, okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, my husband Jed, he has been involved with the photography industry honestly, since the beginning of our studio. So for almost 20 years, but, um, not always as part of the studio. So for the last nine years, um, you know, he's had a presence at the studio, but he actually started working for white house custom color who has been our lab pretty much since the beginning. Um, and that's why we lived in Minnesota. So, um, now he currently is a podcaster for them and, um, really having a lot of fun with that. It's been super cool seeing him in his element. Um, he's really good at it. And, um, it's just, it's been really fun. Like it's been a really great experience, um, for him. And
1: and what's the name? Is it this conversation? This
0: conversation. Yep. Okay. This conversation. And, um, it's, it's sponsored or it's through white house custom color. Um, and honestly, when you say what online resource, um, or internet service or, you know, something that, that we're excited about are using. Um, it's actually through white house. It's their card editor. (laughs) So I saw that. I wondered about it. Oh, that has absolutely changed how we've done things with cards. Um, so, I mean, for many years we've offered holiday cards, grad cards, you know, for years Mm -hmm. and years and years made them all custom, um, you know, a lot of time and investment in that. And, commanded pretty high prices. Well, what we've seen in the industry in general, I mean, obviously we know our clients now, a lot of times with photographers have access to their digital files. There's lots of online resources where they can order cool cards that that has not, it's been harder to stand out, you know, in that kind of arena with our business. And so, um, what we've found has been an amazing solution because now the time involved is way less is on um, white house. Um, I think it's been almost a year and a half now, maybe even two years that they came out with the card editor, but basically it's an online ordering system that you don't even have to go into Photoshop where you're dragging and dropping the images. i um, changing the text, the color, the layouts that it makes the ordering process so fast and easy that either myself or even my employee who doesn't use Photoshop can create designs for clients really quickly so the investment that or the time investment that you know we used to put into making cards isn't so much which is great because you know it's become more challenging for us to sell cards so you know for us to take a few minutes to mock up some designs we don't have much in the game you know what I mean it's it's not as big of a deal as like we used to like spend so much time custom designing each card that that now, you know, to compete with all these other sites that, you know, people can drag and drop in their images, you know, real quickly to get a mm-hmm. card that's made it a lot, a um, lot easier for us to, to keep doing that, especially with less employees, you know, like before I would just have all these employees designing them. Well, now, you know, I'm saying it's just me and a couple part-time employees. If that's me designing them, I love having something that's quick and easy.
2: And so, are you are you designing them like live in front of the customer? No, or? Nope, okay, nope, okay. Nope, so nope. It's, it's just a show Photoshop so replacement. So, like the
0: way we've used it, two different ways. We have used it for pre-selling. So actually, um, at times we've used that where we will even before the client comes in, or as part of their in-person sale, mock up a few designs and just um, do a screenshot. Or there's even like a little proof link you can get that that will be part of their slideshow. So even if that's not the card that they get, that would be something like, Hey, have you thought about doing, you know, Christmas cards or grad cards, then you're showing them, Hey, this is something that we offer, even if they end up doing something else, or it's after the fact, you know, they pick out their, which images and text they want, and then we can mock up a couple designs. And, um, you know, that's where we definitely are, are using online services though. We'll, we'll, Email them proof links, you know, and stuff like that is super easy. Like we don't make them come back in to to view to view designs and stuff. So and does
2: and does White House uh, charge anything for it, or is it just no, part no, of no? no. Suite? You can just
0: anybody can go online <laughs> right now to just the, their website, the WHCC website, and if you click on their section with the cards and click. Um, on ordering you can it'll take you right to that site and they have it built in a way that's pretty sweet that um, for a photographer who maybe isn't doing in-person sales but wants to offer cards you can actually um, copy a link that you can send your clients that's unbranded so they're not actually going to order from it but at least could show them a lot of the designs and oh, things yeah. like, hey. So it's nice. It's a nice way to just like, hey, look, we offer this. You know, if there was somebody, say, that's never done cards, you know, and they want to start offering that, it would be a really easy way to kind of test the waters. Hey, if you pick one of these out, you know, I can make this for you. And it would be really easy for someone to do that. And actually, the other thing that they have that I love that um, every single one of my clients get um, is their inspiration guides. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but there's actually an online link. But then they have actual little... these adorable like magazines that they've created for newborns, families, weddings, high school seniors that are completely unbranded um, that I, they just sell them for like a dollar a piece. And so I just have a whole bunch of those in my studio that every client, if I go do the consultation in their home at the sales appointment or at their session, they get a copy because what it is, it's basically what it sounds like. It's an inspiration guide. So it is of like all the products that we can do and offer. Um, But it doesn't say White House on it. It doesn't say any other photography information on it. And I tell people, this is just for you to get excited to see, you know, some of the things we can do. You know, wall groupings and it shows, you know, gallery wraps framed and all the different products, um, the albums. So it's just to get them excited. And then they come in with me to actually pick out their specific products. Um, But it's just a great way to kind of get, again, the foot in the door of, of selling selling products and if there's somebody who let's say right now they're just shooting and burning or throwing images online like what a great way and they don't have a studio space they don't have products to show like it is such a fantastic way to again test the waters you know to see to see if people would be interested in buying you know wall portraits or products um, at a very low you know Low risk. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I'm sure. hand them a magazine, and they might pick something out. You know, I think so many people leave um, so much money on the table by not offering prints um, and products. And you know, in my heart, I am not in the business of selling. You know, digital files. Digital I really, files. I yeah. I just I have such a passion though for like because I think that's the interior you know, decorator in me, the, the person who loves like design and the way the room looks, um, you know, all the elements of it that, that I want to see that finished piece, you know, on the wall. I mean, well,
1: and, and you know, what else is interesting? I, um, this is kind of a sad story, but, uh, a good friend of mine who used to be my nanny, she died on Friday.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: it's very sad, but, um, I don't, I cannot find the digital files of a family session I did of her. Mm -hmm. you know, which is probably like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've looked through like boxes of CDs. Mm -hmm. I've looked through, um, the like backup drives and one backup drive that I think they might be on, you know, Mm -hmm. from over Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, won't turn on.
0: Yep. And,
1: uh, you know, and then the other ones I I'm looking everywhere for like different cords to see if I can hook them together. But I know for sure that she also had wall portraits of those pictures Mm. on her walls. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't know if we'll be taking that good care of our digital files, if we'll be able to access them that easily. You know, I mean, I know the cloud is there and that type of thing, but the prints and the portraits really are more of a forever than yeah. than any digital files we're going to have.
0: Oh, and I I tell clients that all the time as far as like if they were going to buy a wall portrait or spend that money to buy some digital files, like, and it's the same money to me, like mm-hmm. if I were making the same amount of money, hands down, I would always want them to do the wall portrait. You know, yeah. like that to me is what I that's what satisfies me. Like that like feels good to me is like I've delivered a final product. You know, like otherwise I feel like they're just like here I spent all this time with somebody, you know, like preparing and shooting and sales and in their home. And if they don't end up with anything on their walls, it just it's very like dissatisfying. <laughs> you know, not yeah. even just from the financial standpoint, like of the just why did we even do all this? <laughs> you know, like, um, I want you to have something on your walls that you, you know, have forever and your kids yeah. are going to and-, and that you'll it, be
1: able to get to. Yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah.
2: here's some, here's something that I noticed, um, this weekend for us that was a wall portrait versus digital file thing that I never noticed personally. And so we did a, we did an photo, like an expo. It was like a local what a girl wants expo. And we just basically took stuff we already had printed in our studio and put it in our booth. And our booth looked amazing. And there was other photographers there, you know, and they had some eight by tens printed and some things like that. And it, you know, our stuff just looked so much more grand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was not because we had it in the studio, because we had exercised that muscle in our head a lot about printing big stuff on the wall. So like it, it now has become like second nature. So when we go to an expo, we're like, already in that mindset, we're ready to go. We have stuff to hang. We know what it looks like to hang it in a booth, let alone a home. And it just changes the philosophy of your business in a major way.
0: Well, and I, we've always, to me, sales, I don't even really like using that word sales or in-person sales. I, number one, think of it as like the clients are investing in me as an artist, but it's also, I look at it as an education process and if nothing Mm -hmm. else, that's what it is. It's like, you know what? I'll show you guys cuz we show like the actual size on the walls, we show, you know, their images on the walls of their home cuz we can digitally do that. Um that we're just educating them. If they look at that and that's not what they want, fine, you know, but if like I don't show them, hey, this is what it could look like on your walls. There is no way that most clients even understand what those images look like large on their walls. You know, I think, you know, people just tend to think, "Oh, a big eight by 10. You know I mean? That's just like, naturally, like our images just live on our computers. You know, they hardly get printed, you know, just our personal photos for a lot of people that, you know, the concept of printing something big like that, it's kind of foreign that it's I scary. think it's just, can... it's an education process that I actually think, you know, I would argue that you are, um, doing your clients a disservice if you're not showing them their images big, um, because they really don't know what they would look like big. You know, they're just seeing what they look like on a computer screen, small, they have no idea how beautiful that could look maybe as a grouping, you know, on their wall, unless you're showing them that. So, I mean, I believe very strongly, like that's part of a big part of why people are hiring me as the professionals. Like that's, that's what they want me to show them, (laughs) you know, that's what they're going to get that they aren't going to necessarily get elsewhere.
2: Awesome. Okay. So, uh, final question before we wrap up, um, if you could recommend a book to our audience, what book would you recommend and why?
0: Hmm. Okay. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big reader. (laughs) oh and that's and
2: that's totally and that's totally fine you i don't know, think, like I I, feel- for a long time in my life i i hated reading yeah i think it was like holdovers from seventh grade but um
0: you know yeah. like uh, nope i you know i'm i'm gonna pass on this one that's just me being honest i'm not a big reader i do way more um just kind of reading different random things online, talking, talking to different people, um, you know, asking their advice on different things then sitting down reading, um, uh, you know, sitting down to read a full book.
2: Yeah. And I <laughs> no. agree. I, I think networking can be super powerful, you yeah. know, because yeah. then you can ask specific questions where a book is just kind of telling you what's going on when you can kind of dialogue back and forth with somebody, some, sometimes that's way more powerful. I've had,
0: and, and Kaya actually is one of those people that would when, when come to mind. I say, Kaya, Kaya is my favorite book right now. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm like, I,
1: I know she's heard about several books recently oh, yes. because I'm like, let yes. me tell you exactly what happened in this book. I'm a, like a synopsis or Oh, <laughs> totally.
0: You're my cliff notes. Absolutely. I am so like, I that, That's truly like, that is, I feel like it's a cop-out, but that's the truth. Like I, I reach out, just will just reach out directly to people who I feel like are an expert in their field or who I know might have a good answer or solution. And um I do that. So And I well, think your
2: I think your guys's group of friends does that the best. You know, mm-hmm. like getting to know all you guys better. Uh over the years. I think that's what I've noticed more most is that you guys are not afraid to call each other on a random Tuesday and ask hard questions of each other, you know? And I yeah. think that's pretty cool. Well,
0: that's that's your stay up late at night. Now, now the yeah. funny thing is I could send you a snapshot of the book cases and cases and cases of books in our house. And that you 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 kind of laugh because there's lots of them in there. <laughs> but Jed reads them, right? My, the- my husband, yeah. So that's the that's obviously he reads a lot. And I'm like, hey, tell me. Tell me what I need to know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I bet you Jed would have a list of 10 immediately.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's uh, fun.
1: So Vicki, uh, we would love to end with a parting piece of guidance. I know you've talked a lot about in-person sales, uh, but I, I would love for you to touch on just family work balance just a little bit and what you're learning from it. Because I feel like you have just really... It's so important to you and you really struggle to just make it work for you. And so, um, I, w- I would love to have that last gift for the audience from yeah. you. and then, and then also what, also where they can find you.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, that one is interesting for me cause I, I will say number one is it constantly changes. So what my work life balance looks like, you know, year to year day to day is very different. Um, obviously this year, both kids are in school um, full time. So that changed quite a bit. I was, I've was i been able to put more time into the business without feeling like, hey, maybe this balance is off. Versus like when we first moved back, I will say like, I don't think I did great on that work-life balance because I felt this pressure to get the studio done and the house done. And um, our son was still not in school full time. And so that was challenging. But I also have learned to be um a little more loving to myself <laughs> because i could catch myself really beating myself up of being like oh my gosh you know i'm not able to do all the things that i want to do for the kids and maybe the business is taking me away from too much but the fact that i'm even aware and constantly trying to find that balance i think that's what's important because yeah sure you'll have days where maybe you're working long hours at, at work and like to be Okay with that as long as you're aware of, like, I don't want it to always be this way. How can I set things up so that I'm not, you know, like the next time something comes up that I can go to whatever I want to go to for the kids? But, you know, it's also okay if maybe I miss a soccer game because I have a sale. Like, it's, at, and I think the big thing I've learned is how great it is for my kids to see, like, hey, mommy, mommy works, you know, like that's okay. In fact, I have one story to share that really. I think, changed this for me just in the last couple of months. Um, I was struggling with like, am I working too much? Am I getting pulled away from some of the things I want to do with the kids? Even I do a ton of stuff with my kids and in their school and I'm involved with them, it's like, am I in balance? Am I doing this right? And I was questioning it a little bit. And somewhere, something happened that I can't even remember the specifics, but that it came up with like, I don't know if I was just kind of joking or somebody said something that my daughter, she heard it as mommy wasn't going to be a photographer anymore. (laughs) And her reaction was like, no, mom, you have to be like, she was so like distraught. I'm like, honey, I'm still doing the studio. Like I'm a photographer. But, you know, I would have maybe been thinking like, oh, does she harbor bad feelings against photography? Because she knows that's what takes me away from always being 100 percent, you know, available to her. And it was the opposite. Like she loves that she can see I do something that I love, that I work hard at it that I get satisfaction from it. They understand the concept of money and like mom and dad work to make money to, you know, be able to pay for our house and, and the things we have here. And so I think that, you know, just being aware of those things, you know, I think this day and age with social media and, and Pinterest and all the things that can make us think like, from the outside, oh, this is what I need to be doing. You know, like my life needs to look this picture perfect Pinterest party all the time. Um, I think really realizing that that's not reality for anybody. (laughs) Um, and to not beat yourself up, you know, if, you know, when, when your life looks more like a Pinterest fail. (laughs) Um, and I think having a good community, you know, I think that's a big piece too, like to help keep you in check. That you have that balance, you know, because sometimes um, we're not the best people to kind of see ourselves, you know, it's like having people that you trust that are close to you, whether that's a spouse, a best friend, someone you work with that, you know, you trust enough that they're going to speak into your life if they see things are maybe a little bit off um, or off balance. So I think, you know, being open to those relationships and people to speak into your life is one of the best things that you can do. Um, and, you know, and when you mess up or when you think, hey, things are in balance, I think just acknowledging it, um, being aware of that and just constantly striving um, for what your goals are, you know, setting those goals and, and working towards them and, you know, being very clear about that. And I think, you know, just and it, it sounds so cliche, but, you know, enjoying the journey, not just that that end result. Pinterest
1: you know? perfect ending.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. That's, that's what, that's what I think about the work-life balance. (laughs) Awesome.
2: So share real quick, how our audience can connect with you. Like, you know, can they find you on social media or, you know, your website and all those different things?
0: Sure. Uh, Yep. Uh, We're on all of that. Um, So Instagram, it's just V topper. So for Vicky topper, that's T-A-U-F-E-R. And you can also find me on Facebook um, as well that way. And, V Gallery photo um, on Facebook. And yeah, that's it. So basically, Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow our vintage orange, orange camper. We do actually a lot of fun things with the studio with our vintage orange camper as well, but that's the Tin Mango. So you can follow the Tin Mango on Instagram as well. Awesome. Oh, I didn't realize that the Tin Mango had an Instagram. It has its own Instagram. Yeah, we're doing some fun <laughs> things with that. But no, mostly it's V Topper on Instagram. Yep.
2: All right, thanks so much, Vicky, for being on the podcast. So I know you're not going to plug yourself, so I'll just do it for you. So you can also find Vicky at VGallery.net, and she also uh, has some stuff for photographers at VGalleryHaven.com. And so that's V Gallery and then H a V E N.com. Um, so thanks so much, Vicky, for being on the podcast. I wish the best for you and Jab as you guys restart your studio in Illinois. And um, I hope to connect with you more in the future and hopefully we can get together sometime and sit down and have lunch together. So thanks so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Vicki. This is
0: awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to from nothing to profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of from nothing to profit.